So anyway, hey, this shirt, this is a really cool story, uh, what this shirt's all about. So, um, so this, uh, oh, just beautiful people from Longmont, Colorado, Joe and Marla Truitt. So Marla heard us speaking about God, one overheard us, and basically was like, wait, what did you say? Because I've been around... Uh, my father's a pastor. I've been around pastors my whole life that all went through seminary session. I've never heard that. I've never heard really the good news. And so um, very humble, which is awesome. And so, so I just want to share this. And then I'll, this is a really cool story. Sorry, Jeff. I don't know what I'm doing to that thing. I must be hitting the ten- antenna. Is that what I'm doing? Okay. Sorry. I'll try. Let's put my hand over there. So I must be part Italian because I like to talk with my hands. And <clears throat> so... Um, Said Mike and Barb, I wanted to send this shirt to you, Mike, as I watch many of your sermons and I hear you talking about each shirt. Let me start by thanking you for praying over me two years ago. That night I truly received God's love and grace for the first time in my life. Something happened that night that made me truly understand God's freedom and grace for me. <clears throat> the fear is gone and I'm able to live in his joy and deep love for me. What a blessing. I started praying your prayer soon after and seeing and feeling and experiencing all the blessings God has for me. Some of the things I prayed for, um, I don't know if she wants me to share this one, so I'm not going to share that. So, uh, uh, well, I'll just say, she was cheering for um, uh, a girlfriend, a spouse for his son, and bam. And then a few months later, our prayers answered. I prayed for my son, Seth, which is what this is all about. He's a Down syndrome's kid. Dennis, we were talking about this. I remember at the time, Joe and Marla, I remember at the time saying, Down syndrome kids love like I've never seen. Isn't that true? You got two girls, right? They're just like this unfiltered love. It's, it's praise God if I could ever love like that, right? Yeah, no conditions, which, yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's a, a friend I used to have. I don't want to diminish it, but it's really true. It's like he called it dog joy. Like they just, they love you, like, right? You could, like a laugh, right? So I'm not saying like they... But it's this pure love. It's just like, anyway. So uh, I prayed for my son, Seth, to have his own home. Is it, that was his dream, is he wanted his own home. So I prayed for my son, Seth, to have his own home and for us to have the funds and build it. <clears throat> Last year was a year of financial blessing plus many volunteers to help build and donate uh, to make it true. News reporters telling me, telling our story, etc., and then my passion for telling everyone about God's grace and freedom they're starting Joy House LLC. So they built him a home on their property, out, out behind their property. Now, I think this is really cool. This is, that's cool, but this is even more cool in my opinion. So God asked me what I wanted. And I told him I wanted an outlet to bring financial blessing to our family, bring my husband home, and share this mission of God's grace and love. I mean, what an easier way to, speed, to spread the simple message of God's love than through our son Seth. <clears throat> he love he love he lives out God's grace and love every day. So here is our story and our lifelong passion to spread the simple message of God's love through Joy House. And they so what they do, guys, is it's joyhouseproject.com. So joyhouseproject.com. So check this out. This is all of his artwork, the shirt, everything. So if you if you need cards, uh, greeting cards, thank you cards, whatever, go to joyhouseproject.com. Yeah, isn't that cool? They have all different cards on there and different things. And so I just think that's awesome. Hey, you know what? Uh, 
Seth has Down syndrome. Let's build him a house and give him a business so he's self-sustaining and he can just spread love through it. Isn't that cool? So thanks for the shirt, guys. I appreciate you guys for sending that to me. I, I really love it. So anyway, isn't that cool? All right. Want a couple more testimonies? Oh, they're so much fun. Guys, I'm telling you, people are getting a hold of this like nobody's business online. And here too, which is fun. But uh, let's see. All right. So, oh, yeah, this is a great one. This is another great health one. Um, so anyway, these are some... Uh, these are some people that tune in from Havana, Florida. I don't know where that is, but Florida, obviously. You have to tell me where Havana is. Anyway, so they have a family member um, that uh, pretty serious cancer situation. Don't you love it when the cancer ones just work? I just Because that's like the negative thing, isn't it? Oh, my God, you hear that negative thing. And, hey, where did we all things work together for good? Amen? Like, there's no, there's no limits to him. And so anyway... It got to the point where uh, he was sharing with me that um, she was basically on that verge of where, like, you know what, I just want to check out, kind of. I just want to go to hospice and, and just be done with this whole thing, which I understand. If, you know, if they're in this pain, I, I would never condemn them for doing that or anything like that. So anyway, but um, so here's, so they got together as a family and started to pray, not for God to heal her. How did they pray? As if she's already healed. They saw her and felt her as if she's already healed, right? What would they be doing if she was full? Like, what kind, of con- what kind of conversation would she be having with the family if she had no pain and the cancer was gone? That's prayer. They saw, they saw what they desired as if it was already done, right? Because before you've even asked, he said yes. And he says, ask and you shall receive so your joy may be full. So go, go to the actual end of the prayer, exactly what you're looking for. What do you want? It's so fascinating when I talk to Christians, like, I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out. Like, what do you want? It's a, it's a blank slate. You can do whatever. Sorry. So if you have a blank slate, you can get kind of wild, can't you? Anyway, so uh, last week is the family. The end of the fa- last week at the end, the family came together and prayed every night by seeing her well for a week. She all of a sudden experienced a breakthrough. Her exact words were, quote, I feel like I've been rebirthed. She's eating now, active, better than she's been in months. It's really amazing shift that happens inside when you realize that God is only love, only good, wants to give us all good things. I hear that in her voice, and it strengthens my inner man to just keep on building. Isn't that cool? That's a cool. Here's another one, a uh, personal one for him. And uh, it says, follow up on our conversation today. I'm typing out the testimonies. You can share it if you want. Um, about a year ago, I was called and offered a new job with a company. It offered several more benefits to my family, further professional development, as well as a pay increase. But around Christmas time, the work for that position slowed down. At the same time, I received a phone call from my old manager asking if I was interested in returning to my old job. He was willing to offer me another increase in pay to come back to my old job. Having gotten a hold of the truth that I am a son, I asked for a significant increase. The upshot of this is just over a year that just over a year after I accepted the current position, I was returning to my old job making a substantial amount more every year and I was, than I was previously paid to work at the same job. HR called up. They, they received the question. They pushed back saying, this doesn't look right. He's returning to his old job and receiving a larger raise than we ever do. Shortly thereafter, I was approved and, the signed, and I signed my offer letter. This is just the beginning and the biggest. Isn't that cool? HR is going, I think you made a mistake. You're paying him way too much money for the same job. He's like, no, he's a son. Amen? 
This is just the beginning. And the big, biggest thing I've learned from this is that by focusing on what I wanted, I focused primarily on believing the truth that I'm a son and I'm worthy of all good things. As, as I did that, and started to, it started to take root in my heart. The rest became easier and easier to see and feel. God is only good, only wants to bless his kids. What a better way to live. Isn't that cool? That's fun, isn't it? I've got some more, but uh, we'll, we'll keep going. Um, I debated about sharing this video, but I really want to share it to you. It like shook me when I, it's one of those where there's so much truth in it. And uh, um, because it's, it's, a, it's a, a Neville question and answer session from 1948. I know people get nervous about that. It's like, oh, this and that. He nails prayer, guys. I don't care what you say about it. He nails prayer. So you want to see a cool video? Let's just watch this video real quick. There's volume to this too, yeah. that that one shook me when I watched it I can tell when there's like this truth just like like, oh what's the sickle guys the sickle is just prayer it's receiving what he's freely given amen we're gonna share some of that tonight because I really want you to get this is you know what Paul talks about he goes the work of the ministry is to bring everyone up to the full stature of what? Christos is what it says in Greek. What's Christos? The anointed one. It's Christ himself. It's to bring you up to the full stature of him. Amen? That's so huge when you start getting that. So that's what I'm trying to get. And I think this, uh, what I've really been trying to get into to everybody, because people are catching this. They're starting, to, once they get rid of this lie of separation, that, you mean, the Father and I are one? Well, that's what it says. I'm not doing anything again. I'm just. You sure? Is it the. Because that like shocks you every time it does it, doesn't it? Yeah? Okay. 
Maybe we, maybe it's just this thing. Maybe we need to get a new. Uh... How's that better? Okay. Um, what's that? Yeah. Oh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, to bring everybody up to the full stature of the anointed one. Amen? And because of this, this weird lie of separation, this prayer thing is what I've really been trying to get people to understand is to persuade you that, uh, as it's said in that video, it's when, he's, when he's talking to the disciples, he says, don't worry, little flock. It's my pleasure to give you what? The kingdom of God. And, and when you really read it, like in the, uh, Young's literal translation, um, it says reign, which makes more sense to me actually than kingdom of God because I've heard so many things about the kingdom of God. But he says, relax. He says, seek ye first the reign of God, then everything will be added to you. What's the reign of God? That's what I've been trying to share with you. It says, it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the reign of God, isn't it? The kingdom of God. It's actually reign. And uh, it says, once you get, seek ye first the reign of God, then everything you're ever going to need is just going to be available to you because you know how to do it is really what he's saying. And so then in that, as he keeps going there, it says, it's my father's good pleasure to give you the reign of the kingdom. And then he gives us all of the parables, all of the, all of the stories, the secret of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, all of those different parables. But he gives us the parable of parables. The parable that explains every parable is what? The sower, Right. And then he says, if you don't understand this parable, you're not going to understand anything I say. Boy, I see Bible teachers that I, I read their interpretation of what they're saying. I go, you, you don't understand anything he's saying. Like, because you're not, you're not putting everything in context with that. So I want, I want to share something with you um, just from Young's little translation, which kind of speaks to this. But uh, one thing I found interesting is when I was going through this today, just Young's little translation, um, is written mid-1800s, but uh, what I found fascinating about it was this, is uh, the literal translation is unusual in that it's a very literal translation of the Hebrew and Greek. That's unusual. Isn't that weird? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm reading it going, wow, they even write this. It's very unusual because most of the English texts the translators took a lot of liberty. And so here's what he says. If the translation gives a present tense when the original tense gives past, or past when it has present, perfect or in future, and he goes through all these different things where the translators took liberty to just translate it however they wanted. And then he writes, the word of God is made void by the traditions of men. Isn't that interesting? Uh, like, that's really weird that uh, the literal translation is unusual and that it tries to translate exactly what it says. Versus the tradition, versus saying what the tradition of men say. I mean, that's interesting. I, I find that interesting in and of itself. Now, people are always like, what translation do you like? None of them. Because it's a translation of a translation of a translation. Um, I love scripture. I really do. I dig around in it all day. I'm, I'm into it all the time. But I'm more interested in what Paul says is the new covenant. What Jesus says is the new covenant. He says, my teaching is going to be written where? On your heart right? So follow this, is if it doesn't line up with perfect love. And that, that's one thing, if you want to ask Brad and Eden, like, he's a patristic scholar, and he, give all the hard ones to him, I would say. Um, beat him up for a while. 
because if there's somebody that understands it, it's, it's really these guys that have, have gone through the full Saul to Paul conversion where they saw Saul with the shin, right? We were talking about the Hebrew word, the letter shin is a consumer. So he, he thought God was a consuming God, Shaul. And then what happened to him? He saw a great light, Revelation, right? And so I saw a great light. And so he changed his name. He took the shin, the consuming God out and put a pay in, which is the proclaiming God. So he, instead of the consuming God, he under, yeah, it's the mouth. It's the mouth, the, and it's the proclaiming God. Like, no, he's a God that it's the message within the heart that you really need to get. And I just think that's cool. So Brad had that full conversion where he had, his, he had his master's degree in penal substitution that God's angry. He needs, somebody needs to be punished because love can't simply forgive. Like, I know. <laughs> Don't tell that to a Christian. So they get upset. Love forgives, right? Just like you would never demand a pound of flesh to forgive people you love. He, he would never do that. So he, he, got, he saw the great light and he's come on the other side. Now scripture becomes more beautiful when you understand it. So anyway, here's what I want to share this with you. Um, just in this idea of reigning. And uh, I was sharing with a couple of people this, this week today. So Peter, this is really interesting. So this is Matthew 16, verse 13. I'm going to start there. This is when Jesus asked, Peter and the disciples, who do, who do men say that I am? And this will be fascinating once you get it. And Jesus, having come to the parts of Caesarea Philippi, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it Philippi? Philippi? I don't know. You get it. Just go read it. He came to this path and was asking his disciples, who do men say, say me to be the son of man? And I want to, I'm going to show you what that man is in a minute. It's the word anthropos. So it says, who do men say that I am the son of anthropos? I better do it right now because it, it changes this like nobody's business, I'm telling you. So who do men say to me that the son of Anthropos is? And they said, some John the Baptist, others Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he saith to him, and you, who do you say me to be? And, and, and Simon Peter answered, thou art Christ, the son of the living God. So here's the question. Who do people say that I am the son of? And the Greek word there is anthropos, the son of man. Anybody interested in, if you go look up the Greek word, it's, it's Strong's 4444. No, 444, 444, three fours. Anthropos, the generic term for mankind, the human race, people including men and women. Anthropos relates both to genders, male, female, as both are created in the image of God. Anthropos answers to the Hebrew term Adam, aner answers to the Hebrew term ish, which means a mailman. Okay, so here's his question. Who do people say that I am? Actually, it says, who do Anthropos say that I am the son of Anthropos in Greek? Kenneth Wu's translation says, there are two words in Greek which mean man, an heir, which refers to a male and the human race, the male individual of the human race, and Anthropos, which is generic term, which is the general idea of of all mankind. So here's Jesus, Peter. Um, who does all of mankind say that I am the son of all mankind? Are you guys the son of all mankind? It's male, female, it's generic. It's not an heir. He says, who do the son of man? It's not a single male. He's saying, so Lucy, when you gave birth to your children, he's going, who do people say that Anthropos gave birth to, who were her kids? 
see, the, see what he's asking there? Who are your kids? What, what do Anthropos say that the sons of Anthropos are? That's his real question. Does that make sense? And so um, here's his answer. And you guys all know it, but I just think it's, once you get the Greek and you understand that what he's actually saying here, like, start going, oh my gosh. Who does Anthropos say that I, that me, the son of Anthropos is? Some say Elijah, some say Jeremiah, other the prophets. Peter, who do you say that I am? <clears throat> Thou art the anointed one, the son of the living God. So here's what, here's what it would be. Lucy, you know who your kids are? <laughs> I'm not like, isn't that the worst? Like the pastor looks at you and says your name. I was always afraid to death of that when I was a kid in school. Like, oh my God, Reverend Ryan looking at me. So, because I was usually in trouble. So that's why I always thought he was looking at me. I felt guilty all the time. Lucy, you know who your kids are? The anointed one the sons of the living God. Hallelujah. Isn't that amazing? Who do you say that I am, Simon Peter? Thou art. So the answer to the question is, who do people? Who is the son of all mankind? Anthropos. Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said unto him, happy art thou, Simon Barjona, because the book didn't reveal this to you. What revealed it to him? He says, flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but... My Father, who's in the spiritual realm, it says heavens, but it's Uranus. And I will say unto you, you are the Petros. This is a little play on words here. I say to you that you are the Petros, and upon this Petra, I will build my assembly, and the gates of Hades, Ha is negative, and inability to see. Everybody's going to be able to see this at some point, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against that truth. Isn't that amazing? And I will give to, and then he says, uh, upon that Petro, so how, how Francois interprets it, he goes, you're a chip off the old block is really what he's saying. You're a Petros, a little pebble, but you're a part of the big rock, the Petra. Isn't that cool? And he says, and upon that Petra, I will build my church assembly and the gates of not being able to see shall not prevail against it. And I will give to you the keys of the reign of the heavens. Now, I just want to share that, that rock again, though. Thou art the Petra. Who's the Petra? If you go look at 1 Corinthians 10, oh, here's a, here's a trick question. When is Jesus introduced in the Bible? Genesis 1. Genesis 1. Isn't that amazing? Genesis 1. He's actually introduced in the first word in Genesis 1, because it says all the Psalms, all the law of the Psalms and the prophets is written about who? Him. So the first syllable of Genesis has to be written about him. Amen? But anyway, in 1 Corinthians 10, 4, when he's talking about the story where they're in the wilderness and the rock goes around, the Petra, actually 1 Corinthians 10 says he was the Petra that followed them all through the wilderness and, and gave them water. He's the rock that's always been there, always will. Even in the wilderness, he's with you guys. Amen? He feeds you, supplies you, gives you water all the time. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Isn't that interesting? Um, that's kind of what got Peter Enns thrown out of Bible school. Is uh, 
he's a brilliant. If you, if you want to go, you want, you want to really read some great stuff. It's, it's God for, what is it? It's the Bible for normal people. And his podcast is, um, it might, might be for Bible to normal people. Peter ends, E-N-N-S. And he says, I realized quickly when, that was the scripture that blew him away. That, cause he's going, wait a minute, the rock, Paul's interpreting that Old Testament scripture. It says that rock that followed from the wilderness was Christos. It's actually what it says, Petra. The Petra is Christos. Isn't that wild? So he's going, wait a minute. Everything I was told, Jesus showed up 2,000 years ago. He was with them in the wilderness. And then he says something funny. He says, I quickly realized that Paul couldn't be a seminary teacher at the seminary that was teaching me about Paul. <laughs> He got his PhD from Harvard and stuff. Now he's really smart. But anyway, he's fun. And then he says, he says this. He goes, he goes, Scripture became beautiful to me because I stopped defending what's not there and, and started to believe what was there. Isn't that interesting? So the law, the Psalms, and the prophets are stories. They're myth. They're allegory about you and I, really, is about this whole wonderful thing. So and that's, now here's what it says. So, hey, once you realize that you're a... You're a, a you're a Petros of the big Petra, the rock, which he said, upon that truth, I'm going to build my church. He wasn't the first pope. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, upon that truth, that you're the son of God, that all mankind is the son of God, is the truth I'm going to build my church on. You are a Petra of the big, as Francois would say, you're a chip off the old block. Does that make sense? You're a little piece of the big piece. We're one body. There's one spirit. So then he says this, um, I will give to thee, I will give to you, Dennis, the keys and the King James says the kingdom of heaven, but he says, I will give to thee the keys of the reign of the heavens. Hallelujah. Once you get this, I'm going to give you the, the keys to the reign of the heavens. And then he tells you what it is. Whatever they, gosh, and I read translations again in these Bible teachers, they go, this, he was telling them, he was giving them church. Uh, the church now had the ability to establish what was going to be real and what was not and church doctrine and all this. I'm like, pretty sure he's not talking about the church, like the church institutional structure that we're talking about. He's going, there was none, right? He's like, Peter, upon the, I'm going to give you the keys. And he's given every one of us the keys to the reign of the kingdom. Wouldn't that be nice to know? How, I would, for me, it is. You mean you're going to give me the hook? You're going to give me the, uh, what's the slang that the kids use? The, the hack? You're going to be the hack of the kingdom, right? The life hack? Yeah. Hey, Peter, I'm going to give you the reins to the I'm going to give you the keys to the reins of heaven. And this is what it is. Whatever you don't allow on earth is what you first not allowed in the heavens. And whatever you allow on earth is what you are allowing in the heavens, meaning you have reign. Prayer is about putting in the harvest, the sickle to harvest what he's already freely given us. Get it? Okay, can we continue? All right, let's keep going. Isn't that good? All right, I got to put my goggles on here a minute. Um, I love this quote. <laughs> Most people are totally unaware of the creative power of imagination within, within, and they bow before the dictate of facts and accept life and what they perceive with their senses. When you discover the creative power within yourself, you will boldly assert the supremacy of imagination and put all things in subjection to it. It really follows that video that I just shared with you. But isn't this what Peter's talking about or Jesus is talking about to Peter? I'm going to give you the reign of the heavens, the kingdom. I'm going to give you the kingdom, and I'm going to give you the keys to it. Amen? It's like the keys to the city. He goes, but I'm giving you the keys to the whole thing. Hallelujah. 
I'm going to give you the reign, the kingdom of God, the reigns of heaven. Where is the kingdom of God? It's within. Where's the anointing? Within. Where's the pearl of great price? Within. Um, all right. So Genesis, So let's go back. I, I love some of the, the Hebrew in here. So he, Genesis 3.24, this is a quick little review that we've done before. But this sounds really negative, but it says the law, the Psalms, and the prophets are types and shadows where the good news is hidden. It's hidden within, but the new covenant reveals is what it says. So it sounds really bad that he was angry at Adam and Eve and he kicked them out of the garden and now you're going to go do all this. But if you really look at it in, in Hebrew, it's pretty cool. So he says, he drove out the man and stationed cherubim on the east side of the garden of Eden. So cherubim are what? The brain, right? The cerebrum, the, these, these two winged creatures that... Uh, really untranslated is what it says in Hebrew. These, these two, but they were within the, the Holy of Holies at the top of the Ark of the Covenant where the Spirit was, right? Isn't that, is that what it says? So here's what he says. I, he drove man out and stationed cherubim on the east side of the Garden of Eden. Now where's the garden? That's what he says, the parable of parables, right? This is the garden. This is the earth, doesn't he? Okay. Of Eden. Now Eden's really interesting along with the, the whirling sword of flame to pre, actually that guard, this is what we were, how we were taught. He's guarding so you never get back in. Well, that sucks. <laughs> right? um, what if I want back in? What if I want the keys to the kingdom? What if I want to eat, get back into the garden, right? Actually, it says he, he stationed cherubim and the flaming sword within it to preserve the way back to Eden. He preserved this for us. Amen? So, Eden is the Hebrew word, ayin, delet, nun. And so, ayin is to see. Delet is a door. The entrance in nun is the sun and air or the seed of life. If you just look at it in Strong's Concordance, 5730, Eden literally means luxury, dainty, delight. Doesn't that sound like a husband would treat his bride that way? To me, it does. That's Psalm 34, which says, delight yourself in the Lord. It's all this really dainty delight, things that uh, somebody that loves their kids or their, their wife, how they would treat them. So check this out. So sonship is the ability to take the limitless spirit between the cherubim to experience daintiness, delight, and luxury. It's between the cherubim. Isn't that cool? And where's the cherubim? It was in the holiest of holies, and then Jesus and Paul go, don't you get it? You're the tabernacle. All of this is a story about who? You, right? Um, you guys like that? I, sh I should, man, I was digging around in uh, the whole Noah's Ark thing today, and this, this whole last week. Does that interest you guys? To go see really what the interpretation of that is in Hebrew? It's actually wonderful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, but because we're not looking for Jesus in it, we think that it's a literal flood. And I mean, how many of you guys have gone to uh, Cheyenne Mountain Zoo? What, what's your favorite animal there? The naked mole rat. <laughs> have you seen those things? Those are some of my questions when I see God face to face. Like, what, what's that all about, right? Like, what's the naked mole rat? Come on. Like, that cannot be good for anything. So, uh, or reptiles and snakes. Sorry, bear, but just critters. Just I'm well, critters. No, I just don't like critters. So it's obviously a 
cellular memory of as my youth. Somebody threw something at like my brothers that should put like a spider down my pants or something stupid. That's what guys do. So, so we think it's a hippo, a naked mole rat, and a giraffe cruising to the Middle East, getting on a wooden boat. And an elephant. Does that seem weird to any of you? <laughs> you actually believe that? Oh, okay. Well, okay. That takes a lot of faith. That naked mole rat's eaten like after 10 seconds out of that zoo. I'm just telling you, like, like, they're worth nothing. It's like they're eating. They're, they're the bottom of the food chain. They can't see, right? And there's these little things that all the other ones are going, yum. So what if it's about something else? What if it's about the law, the Psalms, and the prophets are written about me? I'll, maybe I'll do that next week for you guys. I'll go through the Hebrew in it. It's actually wonderful. It's actually beautiful. It's, it's the Lord's Prayer. It's a fascinating thing when you look at it, where he says, uh, build yourself an ark of gopher wood. Now, wood is just the tree. So he says this. He says, uh, well, actually, if you start the whole, the whole story about Noah's ark, it says the whole earth was filled with evil imaginations. And all their heart was evil. So he has to take care of that, doesn't he? That's the lake of fire and all these different things. And then it says, build for yourself an ark. It's Tavat. It's, I'll do it next week so you can see it. It's actually beautiful. Basically, he says this, is go within. Where's the ark? Where's the ark of the covenant? Come on, we just talked about it. Where's the ark? The chariot, right? He goes, go within the wood tree. And whatever you do on the inside is exactly going to be on the outside. If you go translate it in Hebrew. Doesn't that sound like the Lord's Prayer? That's Noah's Ark. And Noah found rest. Grace, rest found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And it says, go within. And what you do on the inside is exactly going to be the outside. It talks about pitch inside and out and all that, but I'll go through the Hebrew next week for you. It's actually wonderful. Isn't that cool? So you don't have to worry about being sucked up by a flood and the naked mole rat going to the Middle East and jumping on a boat. Because <sighs> it's not that. <laughs> I just... I, whatever, if you believe that, I guess it's, Jesus said it's not that. And he said it's all written about him, right? So anyway, isn't that cool? All right, let's go to this next slide. Here's some more, some more Hebrew. I, I talked about this before, and then we'll talk about one more. Because I added the Radah here. So in the beginning, like we saw Genesis 1, it says in, in the beginning or the principal thing was man could create, right? And create was what, what man sees within the tabernacle creates, so that means whatever you do, where I'm going to meet you between the cherubim, is what he says, where the flaming sword is. And whatever your father sees in secret, where, where's the secret place of the Most High? Within, right? He says, don't use a bunch of words like religious people do. Let's pray and like, start babbling words. He goes, go into the closet, go into the secret place. And what the father sees you do within, he's going to make happen without. So what you do, how does he see what you do? When you talk to yourself, don't you guys self-talk a lot? It's really a bummer, actually, isn't it? So I always go, life is easy. We're just in it. It's like, if I could get rid of the, my self-talk, it would help a lot, wouldn't it? Your feelings are there to identify who you're talking to. If you're, if you're going, man, I feel like crap, you're, I'm telling you, you're talking the wrong way. You're seeing and talking the wrong way to yourself. That's what they're there for, right? 
And so, wait a minute, let's change this thing. So how does he see? Do you see? You see and hear what you're doing inside, don't you? He's going to see it is what it says because he and you are one. So he's what you do on the inside and he makes it happen on the outside. It's no harder than your thoughts and your, your words within have the ability to create. They're divine. It's that simple. No doubt. No doubt. In fact, I was just looking through some old notes of this, this famous psychologist, and she goes, there's only one way to change. It's the pictures and the words you can communicate to yourself on all day long. Like, God, that sounds like what we've been sharing, isn't it? What, what I'm trying to get you to understand, prayer is no harder than believing that what I see in my mind and the message I talk to myself within creates. That's it. Isn't that cool? So, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him, male, female created them. Meaning that this Noah's Ark has all this in it too. That everything has the ability to recreate within itself. To create life. Amen? So when he says, bring all the food on, bring all the, all the different things. By the way, how many of each animal do they, do they bring on the, the boat? Oh, you haven't read your book very well. Aha! Uh -huh. Seven of the clean. Jeez, your book. You guys that went to Bible school don't even know that. So, <laughs> I love people that have been to Bible school. I can twist them and then pretzel them in like two seconds. So uh, I just give them trick questions where I know the answer. <laughs> and I won't say anything but their book says. Then they get, mm, they get really mad at that. God's love. Mm, but he's also. Yeah. All right. God bless them. And said unto them, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, and have dominion. So the first word subdue we talked about last week. Subdue is kabosh, to zoo, bring it to bondage. So if there's anything in your life you don't like, you have the ability to subdue it, is what he says. Because what you see within creates. Amen? That's, in the beginning, this is what sonship looked like, is Genesis 1. So kabosh is kaf, bet, shin. Now, kaf is to shape or bend, and it's literally the shape of a hand. And this is what I want you to get. So when... Moses, my servant, is dead. Now enter into the land that's what? Flowing with milk and honey. I mean, it's the spirit realm, right? It's the spirit realm. It flows. It's, it's what, do, what do fluids have the ability to do? Take the shape of whatever, how you want to shape it, right? So cough was a man's hand like cup. So if you just let water run, it just runs all over, right? But if I form it with my hands, cough is what the Hebrew word cough is. What does the water do? It takes the shape of my hand. Does that make sense? So this, is, this, is, this word is really rich. So kaf is to shape or bend. Bet is inside the tabernacle. Who's the tabernacle? You and I. So the ability to shape is going to be within. Does that make sense? All right. And shin is the consumer, the all-consuming one, or El Shaddai, literally the power of God. So here's what he's saying. God's saying, I, I created men and women and blessed them. Replenish the earth, subdue it, take dominion over it. That's what we were sharing with Psalm 82 last week, where it says, all the foundations of the earth are out of place. I have said you were Elohims from the foundation, right? And he says, I stand in the congregation of the mighty. Well, who's the mighty? You and I. He says, I'm standing in the con it was Not only was it the, the, the Jewish religious leaders of the day, but who also is there? All of us. He says, how long are we going to not be sons of God and just let this thing continue as it is? Follow me? He's going, from the beginning, I gave you the ability to kabosh, to cup and shape with the spirit within the tabernacle. 
So anything you don't see, what do you, if, you, if there's something going on in your life and you want it to change, what do you do? See something else and it'll take the shape of whatever you did within, is the Hebrew word. Isn't that cool? Like a potter, exactly. The imagination is potter. It's Yadzar or something like that. I remember I talked about this maybe a couple weeks ago. Isn't that cool? And then have dominion. Now, how I was taught is you got to bang and spit and pray in tongues and take dominion. And I see people doing that. And where it, so when it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, Yeshua, Joshua 1, you go into the promised land. It's a land flowing with milk and honey. I mean, it's a spiritual realm, right? It's not the, 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 the realm of the solid stones which kill. It's the realm of the spirit. You can shape, mold it. It's there for you. Follow me? And if you go really go look at how milk and honey is produced, it's all produced within so you can enjoy it. Does that make sense? So anyway, so when, when he talks about um, wherever your foot shall tread will be given to you. Now let me explain the difference here. Because growing up Word of Faith Charismatic, I saw a bunch of people walking around your neighborhood yelling at a house. <laughs> which is okay, I guess. But where do they really need to see that they've already, they're treading in the spirit within? If they're just walking around yelling at that house, that house is not going to sell to them till eternity. But if they're walking and seeing themselves already in the house, in the spirit, as if it's already theirs, it'll come to them. Does this make sense to you guys? It's the spirit realm. That's what he says. You've come to not the, not the covenant that was given on Mount Sinai, which is stones. You've come to what mount? Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem, which now is. Wait a minute. I thought we haven't built the temple yet. No, you are it. It's the now is. Amen? So is this helping you? So it's not you running around yelling at things, which is okay if you want to yell at it. But I see people doing that all the time, and their heart's far from it. Their heart is so far from believing what they're yelling with their mouth. If you can just picture it in your mind, knowing that what I do within my mind, the Father sees what I do between the cherubim, and he brings it to pass with no strain or stress on my own, it's by the Spirit. That's prayer. It's that simple. Isn't that cool? Now, if you need to do anything, just like the earth brings forth, the earth had to find the, the extra structure and everything else of a seed planted there, but did the farmer go find it? All he did is he planted the seed and the earth brought forth its fruit all by itself. And I'm telling you, what, whatever you see, so if you're in a business and you want the business to explode, like I shared last week, you see the end. You see, gosh, this is my business. Now, the ways, the means, the people, the, the, everything that needs to happen to make will come to you, I promise. You just have to have the vision and it'll just become natural for you to have it. Does that help? It's not by power or might. It's not by, you don't, you don't get the harvest by the sweat of your brow. Follow me? So I'm just going to share a couple of testimonies. So, well, let's, do, let's just do dominion, and I'll share a couple of testimonies. So he says, subdue it, shape it with the power of God within. And then subdue it and have dominion. Rada, which is reign, have dominion, prevail. So reign. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the reign of the kingdom. What you do in the heavenly places, the spirit, is exactly what's going to be happening in the earthly realm. It's the same message over and over and over all through Scripture. Isn't that amazing? 
So rada is to reign, have dominion, prevail. It's again, three Hebrew letters. It's resh, pay. Like we were just talking about pay is the, the, the mouth, etc. But the kingdom's within. So what's the real mouth? It's your self-talk, guys. It's the declaration within. Right? So resh is a man's head. Pay is to proclaim or speak. And hey, you all know hey, right? Hey, it's the open window is the picture, but it literally is the creativity of God. And what's really interesting, if you go look at the Hebrew, anytime you put a hay on the end of anything, it makes it feminine so it can reproduce, is what it says in the Hebrew. Woo! Hallelujah. So guess what? The words you say within the head produces because it makes it feminine. And it literally just means the man's head is the door to the creative power of God to have dominion over everything physical. Is that wild or is that wild? Yeah, I, can, I can do like a zillion of these once I start. That's why I was just getting giddy this week going through scripture going, look at this. Look at this. Like Noah's Ark is about this. It's, it's really all these symbolisms are in there. Isn't that cool? And even says in, in Noah's Ark, that whole story, left toff is twice. And one of the times it says the left toff has a hay onto it. So left toff has the ability to recreate. It's really fascinating. And that left toff is in the center of you, Jesus Christ. Isn't that wild? Isn't that good, Hebrew? You like that? All right, so if we, if we truly have the ability to shape and form with what God sees within our imagination and our, and our words within, our declaration within, right? I don't care if you want to speak out loud, but if you're speaking out loud and you're not seeing it is already done within, it's going to not do much for you. And you're going to tongue for the rest of your life. But why is it not happening? Because your heart's far from it. You're, you're praying just like this family. They're like, you know what? We started to pray like you're teaching. We started to see her as already joyful and whole, and she had a dramatic shift. And her words were, I feel like I've been rebirthed. I've got more energy than I've ever had. Guess what they were praying? They were seeing that, that conversation as if it was already happening. Amen? I'll, I'll give you some cool ones. Um, I was just thinking about stuff today. I just forget about all this stuff. So uh, this is a fun one. Um, what if you're a mom and uh, your first... If your first childbirth experience was a nightmare, took forever, labor, um, and you don't want to have that anymore. Is that possible that you can give birth without labor? My wife did twice. Oh well. So she started to go, This is nonsense. Why would God make it hard to recreate his, his offspring? He wouldn't. Maybe we, maybe we interpreted those scriptures wrong, right? So she starts going, I'm not going to go into labor. My water's going to break, and I'm going to have a, a baby. That's all, that was our conversation. So, Beth, you, you experienced this, right? So she's late, right? We, were, we, had a, we had a trip to come out to see you and Mark, right? And so it's down to the night before. She hasn't had the baby yet. And all of a sudden, she's going, tonight, I'm going to have the baby. Like, awesome. And so she has the baby. She goes, I feel great. Go get me some red beans and rice. <laughs> so we're, she's sitting on our, on our couch in our, in our house. And uh, so I cruise off to, what's it called now? Popeye's. I cruise off to Popeye's, get some chicken and red beans and rice. And uh, she's sitting there with the baby. She just had it. 
And then a, a pastor comes over from the church we were at, and he's like, this is a miracle. This is amazing. And honestly, I start going, wait a minute. You're supposed to be teaching me how to do this. Why are you amazed at this? I, I kind of got frustrated with him. I was like, you're supposed to be the spiritual guy that challenges us to do this stuff, and you're blown away by it. And that's when I started to go, maybe, maybe these guys don't have it all. Amen? And so I was like, well, you want me to call Mark and Beth? Because I'm sure you don't want to go on the trip tomorrow. She's like, I feel great. Why wouldn't I go? Now, ladies, if you didn't have labor and you just had a baby, why wouldn't you go? If we can subdue and have dominion. Amen? So I'm like, I guess we're coming. <laughs> so the next morning, I was like, you still feeling good? Yeah, let's go. So we cruise up to Denver Airport, and I go up there, and, and uh, I was like, um, they're going, oh, how nice. How old is the baby? Or how, yeah. And I'm going, you really don't want to know. Because I'm, I'm thinking they're not going to let me on the plane or something, right? And so uh, she goes like, well, that's a new one. How new? I'm like, new. So uh, she goes, well, how old is it? I go, 23 hours. She goes, what? And then everything. So we land. I think that, was that Angelique or Bear? Bear. So we land. And so Bear's, Bear was on his first trip within 24 hours. Hallelujah. None of this. You got to stay in the hospital for three days and complicate. None of that. You have dominion. Amen. Isn't that better? If you want to have labor, go do it, but you, you can subdue it. Isn't that cool? So what if, um, I've shared these before, but I just want to share this like, crazy stuff we can do, right? If there's no limits. It's limitless. The inner man is limitless. How many things can God do? All things are possible to him. And he's within, and you're one, so how, how many things are possible to you? All, if we actually believe it, right? If we believe scripture. Isn't that interesting? So you guys have heard a lot of these. So uh, oh, I'll share one with Bishop Oyedipo. This was kind of cool. He was telling us. So we've all heard the testimonies. Like he teaches his people, if they're, if they're going to be in an accident or a plane crash or anything like physical damaging, he goes, just, just, I can hear him so clearly how he talks. Like, just calmly see yourself laying in your own bed that night. And that's prayer. So we were there, and the testimony, like, yeah, there's 147 people died or whatever it was. And the two people gave, come up and gave their testimony and go, we just walked out. Everybody else on the plane died. Now, that's pretty cool, isn't it? That's no fear now. That's no fear stuff, isn't it? Isn't that better than the prayers you guys do? Please, God. <laughs> protect them. How about, ah, I just calmly see myself in bed that night. Isn't that what you'd really want? Then that's what, that's your prayer. That's what you see within the tabernacle, see within the cherubim and the father who sees what you're doing within and brings it to pass without. Isn't that cool? So uh, I'll give you another one. Um, I'm just trying to think of stuff that, that just, just stuff that comes to my mind that we've done, which is just fun. Uh, you guys all heard about the, the fires, right? Everybody, everybody here that we prayed for their property, the fire literally went right around their property line. Except for ours. Ours went right where Barb and Angelique walked. It's like, you could have gone around the barn next time. Because <laughs> so, it burned everything up right to the house. The insurance injectors come in and they go, uh, there's no smoke in here. I go, I know. Stupid thing. Because I wanted it to burn. <laughs> 
because of all her debt. So I was like, I don't want to have to sell my property where everything looks like the moon and all my neighbor's houses burned down because they don't know what we know, right? The whole, all the foundations of the earth are out of place. I've said you are Elohims and you have the ability to subdue and have dominion. Whatever you ask shall be given to you so that you may be full of joy as the bride of Christ. Isn't that wild? So uh, those were fun. Nobody's house burned. It just went right around it, burned the next guy's house. But I wanted mine to burn because I didn't want to have to sell it. And of course, he sells it the third day on the market, more, more than what I asked for it. Just <laughs> stupid stuff, right? Um, or the, the, I'll share the one with Dubai. So we were doing house churches in Dubai, and this is when their, their market crashed and like property values went down six times. And so this little Asian Indian lady comes up and she's like, um, because they're expats, so they have to leave every six months in order to renew their visas and then come back in. But if you owe debt that you can't pay and you try to get out, they literally throw you in jail until a kinsman redeemer pays your debt or you just rot in jail. It's an interesting deal, right? You better, you better get your faith meter up on that one. So she's like, uh, I bought this house at this thing and I need to sell it. I can't leave. Like, I don't know how it works but let's just see your house sold. And you just go home tonight and go, I'm so thankful that my house sold. So she emails me, you won't believe this. It was in that week. It sold for $40,000 more than I asked for. <laughs> that blew me away. Like he does exceedingly abundantly, right? I'm thinking when you're on that market and everything's gone down six times, you short sale it, right? You, you give them a, a low bid. I'm like, I don't even want to ask how, how you did it, Lord. I'll ask when I get there. Like, what, what's with that and what's with the naked mole rat? Because those are mind benders to me, isn't it? Isn't that a good testimony? So if you want your business to explode, how do you pray? You see the end in mind. You go, if I can have anything that my heart desires, I would like it to have this. You see and feel as if it's already done. And the Father sees what the thoughts and the, the inner talk that you have and he brings it to pass. So now in the old covenant, when it says, I shall declare a thing and it shall come to pass. It's not you yelling. It's within your heart going, thank you, Father. That th I'm so grateful that this house has already sold, even though the market's gone down six times. And ways that we'll never understand, we know not how, the earth brings forth its fruit all by itself. We just have to do it and understanding that our thoughts and our inner speech carry the divinity of God. His thoughts are our thoughts. Our speech is his speech. That's why it says the, the prodigal son, he says, put the best robe on, put the slippers on, then the signet ring. The signet ring was the ring of kingship, authority, that what you say rules. Amen? So what you say within is exactly what Jesus says within. It carries the same weight and it comes to pass. We know not how. Isn't that cool? Does that help you on prayer? Does that help? Okay, so let's finish. You can get to your feet, whatever you want to do. What do you, what do you want? You, give me something. Get, let's, let's do this. Anybody want a prayer? I want to show you how, what I do. It's really not hard. Who needs a prayer? What, for what? So you want a, you want a ministry um, 
What do you want to be doing in ministry? You want to do what I do? Oh, good Lord. You're going to need to pray a lot. <laughs> so here's all you do. You see, here's what I would do, is I would go, thank you, Father, that the Spirit's coming out of me and millions of people all over the world is being affected. It feels so awesome, Father. Thank you. And let it come to pass. And the people, the places, the things, the earth will bring forth its fruit all by itself and it'll come to pass in your life in ways you don't know. Isn't that cool? That's, it's my Father's good pleasure to give you the reign of the kingdom and the reign of the kingdom's in. I'm going to give you the reign of the kingdom. Here's what it is. What you're doing inside is what's going to happen outside and what you don't allow. If you don't want something to be here, right? My wife didn't want to have labor anymore. What did she do? She went in and saw herself not having labor. I'm not going to have labor. I'm just going to, my, my water's going to break and I'm going to have a baby. And I'm going to feel awesome as if nothing happened and get on an airplane 23 hours later and go see my sister because that's what I plan to do. And that's exactly what happened. Isn't that cool? I didn't have anything to do with that one, either of those two. <laughs> now, I did have this when Angelique was born. See, this is what's so cool. So when Angelique was born, because we had home births, this, this is where it happened so fast that I almost missed it, right? I'm watching Tiger Woods in the U.S. Open, and the, the midwife's going, where's the hot tub? Like, hot tub? Tiger Woods is, what? Your wife's about, you don't have time for the hot tub. Get up here. Two more pushes and that baby's out. So I'm running up there going, oh my God, I'm in trouble. Think on good things, right? Just like, and so all of a sudden I see the midwife kind of get nervous. This is what's really cool, guys. She, she's kind of getting nervous. She's got the stethoscope out and, and I can tell she's not comfortable, right? I go, what's going on? So just tell me what needs to happen. She goes, her lungs aren't filled yet. She should be pink by now. I said, so all that needs to happen is her lungs need to be filled? She goes, yeah. I go, thank you, Father, that her lungs are filled. And literally, but you can ask Barb this. Also, the midwife goes, whoa, that was awesome. Because they just filled. Now that's better than, oh God, oh God, let's pray. Isn't it? Once you understand it, this is who I am. My thoughts and what I, my inner speech within carries the weight of Jesus and it brings it to pass. Isn't that cool? Every scripture says that about prayer, doesn't it? You seek and what's going to happen? You find, you ask and what's going to happen? You're going to answer. There's no if, maybe, sometimes, he delays, none of that stuff that you were taught. It's yes and amen. Amen? Does that help you? So Father, we just thank you. We love you. We praise you. Whatever they're looking for. If they're looking for business growth, just see the business they desire as if it's already done. And the Father sees what you do between the divine cherubim and brings it to pass in ways we don't know how. If you need relationships restored, just see that relationship already restored. Fully loved, fully forgiven, just joyful. And the hearts change and it comes to pass. So we just thank you that, Father. If there's any health things, it's the Father's good pleasure to give us the reign of the kingdom. Just see them completely whole, vibrant, already done. Not praying to God to heal them. We're thankful that we've already been healed and we see ourselves already whole. And the, what we do in the spirit, the physical, literally just forms right to what we do with the spirit. That's how simple you've made this thing, Father. And it's a no miss. It's a, no, it's a done deal. When you do it, it's done so that your joy can be full. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.